What's up, everybody? Little Jack's boys coming back at you here. Oh, what are we going to talk about tonight? I thought we were on a roll with some basketball and fish. I don't know, boys. But our uh, our draft got a lot of uh, had a lot of a lot of comments on that snake draft. Yeah, I had the worst draft pick since uh, Ryan Leaf. <laughs> yeah, you definitely did. That was like a Kwame Brown type draft pick. Sure. I, I but, panicked. Uh, you did, you did. Yeah, that was probably our most fun but most competitive snake draft, the 90s uh, comedy movies. And uh, Bubba actually made a sweet graphic. But uh, he followed that up with not even showing up tonight <laughs> yeah. and let's just let's just set a scene for our listeners right now <laughs> hey uh Prit, what are you doing right now i'm uh in my bathtub <laughs> got my candles lit and uh lights mm. off anybody seen friends it's uh when chandler basically starts taking over monica's bath he's like Joey walks in and he's like, I've had a really long, hard day. So yes. basically, next time we do the podcast, we're going to do it from the bathroom while you take a bath. Yeah. I'm pretty much always going to do it from right here. From <laughs> <laughs> Although Life I've got my AirPod in, if it falls in the water, I guess it's probably toast. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> probably. The life, the life of a 13UG general manager. Yeah. I know, man. Yeah. I know. Uh, well, I guess let's talk about, uh, let's just get in some basketball. Um, we had the, uh, the Auburn game, which at least the first half was probably the best half we played all year. You guys can chime. I'm only really go back and watch it because my stress can't handle it. And then I guess we kind of floundered around the second half, but still had a good solid win. And, you know, one, three, or four, I mean, you're beating ranked teams. You go to TCU, they're basically just decimated with injuries. I mean, literally one of their guys is limping up and down the court, and we just we just get trounced. We're not even in the ballgame. I mean, it's probably – I mean, maybe the worst performance. So, that's where I we I saw start. somebody say it. It made sense. It said it was the, the most lopsided four-point loss ever. Well, because it felt like it was fifteen point loss. Yeah, and let's start, we'll start with the negative, right? So, <laughs> the TCU game was awful just because I felt like in the second half we went to that zone, and TCU continuously shot layup after layup, and we didn't change it. Like they were shooting wide open layups, and we stayed in the zone, yeah. and I, I just did not understand. What the hell was going on as we continued to give up layups and dunks and we stayed in that zone? I was just like, what? Why are there no adjustments going on right now? I don't know. That's just me nitpicking. nitpicking. But, yeah, I mean, if TCU is literally without their best player and then their best big man and we can't beat them uh, on the I road. Say, the only thing I'll say about – I mean, yes, they were out – Miles is the, what, the preseason Big 12 player of the year. Um. But the guy, I can't even think of his name now. The guy who played for him, he's not a bad player. <laughs> I mean, no, he, no, he, no, no. he played the game the day before. The game before when they played Kansas, he had 16 points, which was, a you know, his season high. And then he turned around and 
I think he had 17 or 18 against us. So it's not like he's a terrible player. The big one was the was the guy who who played for Lampkin. Uh, Lampkin, you know, limping around out there. He did a little bit here and there, but man, the guy who 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 was his backup who played just lights out. But you know, it's not hard to be good when you're just dunking the ball every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean they. It was just bad defense. I mean, it was really really bad defense, and just oh, the t- fact that. I don't know. We went. I don't even know if it was the point drop zone. It looked like a traditional like midget league it was, one two two it matchup. Was the point, it was the it was the point drop. Oh, it was bad. It I mean, was it was bad. really really bad. And like, and then why was Sumnick in the game in crunch time? And then you know we cut it down, and he drives and take a takes a shot and hits it off the side of the backboard. Yeah, that was bad. I mean. <laughs> Bubba's Bubba. here. Bubba we started recording, Bubba. We're just talking Long about that TCU. Ago. We started talking about that TCU loss that was just embarrassing. The last I saw was nine thirty. Was the start time? It's fine. You're here now. Let's just talk. Actually, Bubba, I was bragging on your graphic for the night. Yeah. Hey, I, I do good work when I want to. Okay. <laughs> Bubba, uh, did you watch the TCU game? I unfortunately I did. Um, what do you think about us giving up layup after layup and dunk after dunk and not changing defenses? Pretty good stuff. Uh, yeah. I like watching it. Actually, that you just uh, besides the game and we suck, um, the um, floor, the TCU floor. Oh, God, yeah. I can't hardly stand to watch a game at their court. It's so bad. It is bad. It's so bad. Top two worst courts. What's your number Oregon. one? Oregon. Yeah. Oregon's got to be yeah. up. It's yeah. it's one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bad. The frustrating thing is, you know, I know it was a home game, but you beat TCU when they were playing well with their entire team. Then you look like you're on a you know pretty good upbeat there, and you beat Auburn, and then you go and just I mean it, it's almost every game you know the the pundits and basically just saying. All right, now we've won a couple. Can we get on a little roll here? You got to win these certain games because you don't get very many opportunities. And unfortunately, TCU was one of them because they were shorthanded. I mean, you're not going to get a lot of opportunities. And just what what, what was the stat? As we probably know, it was something like thirty some of forty some baskets was like layups or dunks. It was a, they, it was atrocious. It was it was really bad. They they shot. I think it was sixty eight percent of their shots. Of their shots were layups or dunks, cool. and 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 again, like you said, it was something like they were like, uh, you know, like it was something like forty-eight of sixty-eight or something. I mean, it was just crazy, and they missed eight of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's it, basketball to me is frustrating. Outside of the main times. You know, college basketball, the refing, all that, but we just and by the way, anybody that keeps track like Asbury, we actually moved up in the Ken Palm, I guess. After I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I mean Ken Palm still has us like like twenty or twenty one, the net rating has us as twenty four. Ken Palm somehow still says we're gonna win seven games, which means it thinks we're gonna go five and two the rest of the year. No way. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> but that's what the ratings say. 
Well, it, I have to pull it up, but I looked earlier. It said something like, um, can you guys still hear me? I heard something. Yep. yep. Okay. It said something like, how many games did we play? Like, We're 13 30, and 9. Yeah, it was, it was some like, really, really poor record because of our, you know, I guess our schedule being so tough that we're still expected to make the tournament. I mean, just like Asbury just said that. I mean, this is it's kind of crazy. Yeah, we win. We win five more. That gives us seven conference wins. We're in. We're in the tournament easy. Yeah. It's just that we got to win five more, and it's not going to happen, guys. No, no. I mean, this team has shown enough that like you really can't win on the road anymore. And then we're going to lose at home too. It's not even like we're defending home court. Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's the negative part of it. I'm just, it's hard to watch. I'll see if I can it's pull just, this up. So I got to get, we have played, we have played four, we have played 14 quad one games. Is that the most in the country? Yeah. Uh, I well, think I so. Most in the big 12. I don't know about most of the country. But. No, I, well, we were most of the most in the country when we had played 12. Uh, here's some base. Uh, Kansas has played 13. They're the next most I've seen. Uh, or the difference is Kansas is nine and four against them, and we're five and nine. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is um, Ethan Bach who does an awesome job. Nobody, if you guys are following him, but um, he, according to I don't know what that is, Bart Torvik. What's that? Yeah, I don't know. One of the computers, I guess. It says West Virginia if they if West Virginia finishes seventeen and sixteen, no bid, but eighteen and fifteen. They predict us an at-large at 11 seed, 19 and 14 at-large six seed. Jesus. I mean, so that's how two games can swing in. But basically, you go 18 and 15, and you're in. I mean, that's because of our schedule. Which, no, you know, you see them every wins. year, but what's that? It's five more wins. Right, five more wins. But, again, like you said, I don't see it. I don't know. I really hope so. I really hope so. Just because it would be – not that I expect us to make a run, but – I mean, you never know when you get in the tournament, and you know it's 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 obviously fun, but it's not that fun when your team's not in it. Nope, I, that's what I mean. Like when we were growing up, we weren't used to West Virginia being in the tournament, but ever since Beeline came along, we're spoiled, guys. I mean, if we're not in the tournament, it's just not the same. Right. Bubba's Bubba's picture on here is still still Jack's. <laughs> Good picture. Uh, Oh, boy. <laughs> well, um, why don't you go to positive? Let's go positive. Yeah, well, we mentioned the Homer game, which uh, that whole weekend was a, was a good weekend. Uh, Dad and I went to the fish fry. That's the uh, first time we've gone. And I will say it was really cool. Definitely worth going to. Uh, had wanted to go to the fish fry for a while. Um, but this year when I saw Barkley was there, I was like, okay, this will be great. Uh, and so it, it said it started at seven. Well, you know, I don't, I didn't know what was, what was starting at seven. I had no idea. You know, obviously there was a dinner, Barkley's there, didn't know what else was going on. It said gates open at five. Of course, Brent would have been there at four thirty. Amen. But we didn't, we purposely didn't rush and yeah, I had to work and everything. So we, we rolled up there, um, got there, I think around six and it was absolutely jam packed. Now, they say they only sell a certain amount of tickets because of the they have it at that in the indoor Mount Pushcar or I'm sorry Mount Park 
Um, I don't know if anybody's been there. I don't know what they use it for generally. I'm assuming stuff like this and maybe sports tournaments. I have no idea, but I would say they claim they sold about 300 extra, which is which is closer to 3,000. It was it was actually jam packed. I mean, you couldn't even you had to eat and get up to let someone else sit down to eat unless you had a reserve table. Which, if we go in the future, we need to do that because it's the same price. You just you have to pay like 1,500 because you're getting all the seats as opposed to I think ours were like around almost 200 each. Um, so. But anyways, um, they had a couple bands playing, which was cool. Uh, the the fish fry concept was a little odd to me. I've been in a lot of like political things, things like that, and I'm like, I'm thinking like an actual fish fry. Well, like the beanery catered all the food, which I mean, I love the beanery, but I don't think of fish when I think of Boston beanery. <laughs> right. Um, but they did have like pulled pork, everything. The, the odd thing is like. The worst thing was the fish. Everything else was delicious. I thought the fish was like fish sticks, like you get in there, pull out your freezer. So, um, oh, I love hearing. I mean, I'm just picturing <laughs> your naked body and <laughs> who's in the bath? But Prince oh, in the bath. We address. Oh that. my god! <laughs> I heard the water. What in the world is going on? Is it a bubble bath? You, you heard the water. Oh yeah, we heard the water. Yeah, we heard the water. Bubba, Bubba, I was splashing. Is, well, is the bathtub? Is it right in front of your your window? Oh yeah, buddy. If you look over your your window, you can see the candle light flicker. Oh, oh my god, I'm about to go peek through my bedroom window, <laughs> hand against the glass. <laughs> uh, uh, they have a little silent auction, which Asbury knows from from the baseball lead-off dinners, the silent auction, the, the items, I mean, they, they just get outrageous. I mean, how much they go for. And I get it. It's all going to charity and stuff. But, like, you, you they have a lot of it set out and you can look at, but then you get on the app, there's a ton more. And so, like, Dad actually won. He was like, oh, there's a couple of really cool things. You know, of course, he wanted the picture of Bob Huggins and Jerry West, which is signed, which, you know, that was it, it was starting at, like, $500. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> So mm-hmm. they hey, had a, let him spend his money yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true if not dream is going to spend it <laughs> yeah so we bid on a couple items didn't we got outbid um i guess you know people sit there and watch it and outbid you literally the last second um so uh, they probably resell the items who knows but anyways uh as far as um barkley like he came out and it was it was real cool. Like Caridi was the MC, and so he's bouncing questions and stuff. And you know, Markley doesn't care what he says, so that was hilarious. All the stuff I really liked that, except for I bet he wasn't on stage twenty minutes. Like he, um, Caridi actually said, "All right, we'll give him a round of applause." Dad and I looked at each other like, "Huh?" And so now Huggins State, like they brought the band back, and then I guess Huggins came back out. But as far as Barkley. He only was up there like 20 minutes. I didn't get it because they, he, they, he wasn't paid and he was in town for the Auburn game. So, like, why, why wouldn't he just hang out and talk? I don't, I didn't get that. That was a little disappointing. But, uh, it, I mean, overall, it's still a good time. Definitely worth going to. But I think if we do it in the future, we need to get a, a whatever, however many it is, five or eight guys and get a table. You can set up front. You don't have to fight people for, uh, your chair and stuff like that. So, 
I guess the story was, didn't Hugs kind of corner him at the uh, Hall of Fame induction this summer and say, hey, yeah, I want you to come in? That's what he said, and Barkley said, oh, well, you know, I love Huggins, I always have, and I always do anything for him. And then, you know, basically it came out that you know, he didn't charge when apparently, like, any appearance he ever does, I guess any of those people, it's like a minimum of like 100 grand, and he doesn't charge. I don't know why him and Hugs are so tight. I mean, the Hugs said Hugs Hugs has said multiple times that they used to um, do a bunch of uh, events together, especially Nike events, hmm. and okay. uh, that Nike used to host these big, big events between like big time players and like coaches, high college coaches, and stuff like that. They okay. played a lot of golf together and stuff like in oh, the past. Man. So he he's, he knows him. <laughs> Our boy Flowers was there, uh, just eating it up. He's he'll end up running for office or something. I mean, uh, it, it, he was uh, getting pictures and everything. I will say, if he uh, the only thing that made Dad and I bad mad was the the people serving the food were Western students. I, I don't I don't know why, but I mean, they, I heard him say it several times. I guess they probably got some sort of community service or something. Well, when Barkley came on stage that's when they started to clean up the, the food and the tables. They were so loud. And dad's looking at me like, why don't they shut up? And I thought, you know, they probably have no idea who Charles Barkley is. That is true. <laughs> so it was, it was a good time. I, 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 I kind of screwed up because initially we were going to go up there. We were going to do that. We were going to go ski, go to the game and all that stuff. And then the, there wasn't much snow up at Wisp, so we canceled that. For some reason, I had in my head that the game was at 7, but I saw some friends that they went to the fish fry, they went to the game, and then Saturday night, they went to the baseball leadoff dinner, which has been a kind of a cool weekend, but the baseball leadoff dinner is a little bit more formal, if y'all saw it. They treat it like more of like a, I guess, like a gala or something, whatever you so, felt. So did you all go up and back? We went up and back, baby. Rent, Rent Roberts style. Yeah, I haven't done Dude, that this year. Originally, my plan—that was my plan—as I thought about doing that when we first started talking about doing the uh, fish fry. Yeah, was to do all three of those because I've actually never been to the baseball banquet. Never had a chance to. Oh, really? You just yeah. Been so you haven't but, seen Maisie Sweet Ass in person? Oh no, I've, I've, yeah, I've been up there for alumni. He's been in their like house, that. I've been oh. in their house multiple times. But, oh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I just uh, never <laughs> never been able to make it to the leadoff dinner, usually because of sports or something with my daughter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, one of the items on the baseball leadoff dinner was – well, actually, two of them, but two dinner. You could do a dinner at the at the Maisie's house, and Dad was like, you can max my credit card out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think we've – Maybe talked enough about that. I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, we got Oklahoma coming up this weekend. I have no expectation to win because they've owned us lately. Lately? lately. Like, last 10 For years. years. <laughs> Nine of the last 11 are losses. I haven't That's won crazy. Since, I, I have know, not I won was... since 2019. Was that the Buddy Hill shot? Football. But, no, yeah, I think yeah. it was after Buddy Healed. Yeah. Yeah. The Buddy Hill shot that didn't count to me. Yep. I think that was 18, wasn't it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was around there. That was when we were good, so it's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Well, in the other W news, 
in football, uh, finally, finally the schedule was released, which is really like that's a big thing for us because we we figure out our RV trip. Of course, so, you you couldn't figure it out because you can't tell callers. Yeah, I mean, poor guy. <laughs> Jeez, uh, I mean, why are you going to be so rude? He's like, I need a regular schedule, Sin. It's like, buddy, it's either gold or white. I was I was looking at the chat, and I'm like, I, I, I don't know if Pritt wants me to stand up and, and defend him, but, geez, you guys are so <laughs> It's pretty clear. Well, first of all, well, a couple things here. Um, if you're going to choke and die, can you do it off the air? I can't. I just it's just constant at this point. Uh second of all, um the first thing you sent was that freaking grid of the whole big twelve. I ain't got time to read all that. I'm trying to work. <laughs> then you send this fancy smancy uh which I'm usually cool with, but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't figure any of that out in your life. I was like, what's home, what's away? You said what's collar <laughs> the collar I'm like, no, I can't see dollars. <laughs> I like a light what? gold or a white or an off white. What you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure which one's worse because like you said, the Big Twelve graphic, first of all, it's all the teams. It's really bad. And then it's either a light gray or a white, but it doesn't actually say anywhere on the graphic if white is home or gray is home. You have to figure that out for yourself. That's true. And then, like you said, the W graphic, they put the first one out, and it was such small font. Yeah, it's, I'm looking it, at it right now. It, it is tiny. I mean, it's cool. It took but... them about 20 minutes. They put another one out where they stacked the games and made the font bigger. It's still not very good, though. <laughs> no. Well, I've already seen, and I, don't, I did not clarify if this was just the Big 12. I'm assuming it was um, – including all the games, but we were we had the toughest schedule in the Big 12. But I, I saw they, somebody put that out as yeah, their, their that pick. I includes our non-conference because our non-conference is so – Yes, I think, it's, I think it's overall. Yeah, I just but, don't think it can be the toughest when you add – when we're one of the only schools that play all four of the new ones. You know what I mean? Us yeah, in Oklahoma State. I mean, however, like, I mean, since Tennessee's – Good. They've got the a new coach. No, they'll take a step back. Anytime you get a new coach, it's very rare no, that you maintain that. It's only us. No, 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 no. Not, <laughs> not joining a new conference. Guys, You think about the talent we had when we joined the Big 12. And Dana, I mean, I don't like Dana, but he even said it. He said, I know what we're about to enter. Guys, Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston. and UCF, they're going to struggle. These are teams that couldn't even go undefeated in the freaking AAC. If we can't beat them, you fire his ass as soon as he loses to one of them. Well, it's going to be The tough. problem is, is does, does he even get to them? Because Penn State, Pitt, Texas Tech, TCU, four of your first five games. Do, All right. you even, do you even get to that part of the chance where he has a chance to play those other teams? I mean, it's early. But I do think we obviously lose to Penn State. We beat Duquesne. I think we beat Pitt at home. And then Texas Tech has just had his number every year. Yep. I, I think they just wax us at home again. So I think we go into that TCU game two and two. And I obviously, I think TCU was kind of a blip on the radar this year. I think they come back to earth next year, but we'll see what happens. But I do think we're two and two going into that TCU game. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, so uh, here's, yes. 
ahead. Here's Azra. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say the biggest thing that popped out to me, and I said this in the text the other day, so you guys know what I'm gonna say, but if you pay attention. But again, this is two years in a row now. We don't have a traditional buy. There's what do you mean by that? There's no buy week. But I mean, do we not kind of have is one? a bye week? Okay, yeah. but but there's not a bye week. We play Houston on Thursday. So the guys start practicing for that game Friday or Saturday, so they don't get that weekend off. Then you play Houston. You don't get home until early Friday morning. And you go right into the next week, so you really don't get the next week off either. There is no bye week for those guys to stop, take a break, go home, just not play for like – Every other team. There's only one other team but, I mean, we're in the off, Big 12. Hold on. We're off from September 30th to October 12th. Yeah. What's that we're talking about? But, you, but, they don't, but they don't get that chance to have that break for a whole week. I think you're making excuses for pussies and losers. <laughs> I'm just saying there's, only, there's 14 teams in the Big 12 this year, and only two teams don't get a bye, and we're one of them. That's two years in a row. Well, I mean, let's just face it. They're trying to help us out and get us a new coach. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but you look at that, honestly, I just, I know it's, we have three of our first four at home. And I just don't think we can beat Texas Tech because they have owned Neil Brown every year we've been. I mean, that was our biggest blowout last year, right? I mean, they owned us more than anybody else. In that game, what gives me hope against Texas Tech is, if we are truly, and we will know by then, obviously, tweaked our offense to where we are, we're running the quarterback, and we are absolutely sticking to that. That will be something totally different for Texas Tech to deal with, as far as us, and maybe we can, we can do it. But I still think two and two is, is, is pretty good in those first four. I mean, I'm saying that now, and then that leaves you at TCU. I mean, this is a really tough schedule. The schedule just falls in the way where. I mean, obviously, September is like make or break because I'm telling you guys, we get to October. In that stretch in October, we play uh, – hold on. In a four-game stretch, we play three of the four new teams. I mean, if we, if you can't beat them with all with being in the Big 12 for 10 years and them just coming from a conference where they couldn't beat Tulane to win their conference, then something's wrong. And I, I will stand by that. I will say – we had Gino, we had Tavon, we had Stedman, we have all this talent, and we went seven and five in our first year in the Big 12 because our we didn't have the depth. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think they're going to have the depth and the talent to hang in the Big 12 yet. And if you can't beat them, then it's time. I mean, honestly, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for a new coach because the back end of our schedule is a lot easier than the front end. That is very and, true. And Bubba loves the back end. Oh, boy. So much better than the front end. Right, Bubba? I don't know how to respond to that. You're a Kim Kardashian guy, not a Tommy Lee Jones guy, right? Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Are, you, are you referring to big boobs or a big... <laughs> you like the back end, not the front end. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> hey, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> wow. 
when are you going to talk about Tommy Lee? Because <laughs> 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 I just watched Pam Anderson's interview on uh, Howard Stern the other day. It was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah, document- that new documentary is out, old Pam. Yeah, yep, yep. So, I mean, well, we haven't talked uh, about this yet. Pritt, I mean, yeah, you yeah. announced it on Twitter. Where's the RV going yeah, next year? The RV, it, well, let me get, let's, let's get through our thought process because it ended up being basically, I mean, almost a two choices. Yeah. So everybody knows we take the RV to an away trip every year. We have been just about everywhere in the Big 12s. I think everywhere we wanted to go have not been to Lubbock. Um, or but, Kansas, that's not an option to well, make yeah. a new stadium. Yeah. So, you know, looking at our away games, you have Houston, but it's a Thursday night, which is it's not it's not real feasible for us. We TCU was last year, been to Oklahoma twice. We hated Baylor. Well, that literally only leaves. I mean, Penn State's not really a road trip. Some of us might go anyway. Oh, so I'm going. Really, yeah, I, I, I think we probably will. But that only leaves UCF. So basically, um, it somehow it always ends up being right around um, Halloween that we take the RV trip. But so we're gonna we're gonna shoot down Orlando, which is just wild. It'll be the shortest road RV trip we've had. But it's gonna be a good time because I mean Savannah, Georgia's in there. You got Orlando for a couple of days, and on the way back through, you go to Atlanta. I mean, that's going to be fun times. Yeah, it should. It, it, I mean, I've been to UCF around there many times. With uh, Big Dave's cheesesteaks. Yeah. What? Atlanta. Hold oh, on, Atlanta. Okay. You guys just wait. I, I just thought of. Keep talking. I'm going to Atlanta, <laughs> but it's not for cheesesteaks. He's going for Magic City. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. But yeah, it'll be. It is. It's only. It's like twenty minutes faster, but it is just slightly faster than Ames. Yeah, and it's it, it's going to be weird because it's a it's a trip we all know very well. I mean, well, <laughs> and taking, you know, I mean, let's pack some shorts. I know. I know you're right. For the first, I mean, that'd last be, that'd be a first. Last year, I mean, it is like basically sleeting the day of the Iowa State game. The sun did come out, but it was still cold and miserable. It was very cold. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, we could even stop at Daytona Beach and spend the night, boys. We could well, pull that RV know, right up on the beach. We're swinging by, <laughs> I guess, to get Ryan. He's early. Maybe he's meeting us there or something. Yep. He's pretty pumped about that. Yeah, so, and then uh, if you did Orlando, we'll probably, we'll probably lose Adbury to Universal. I mean, those roller coasters. I love them. Man. I love roller coasters too. So me and Asbury, we can go ride. You have fun. <laughs> I'll never forget. I've never felt so. I've been, I got pissed off at Cedar Point. Bubba's was a senior in high school, and his big old legs they couldn't shut the Arthur roller coaster. <laughs> I got pissed. I'm like, he's not too big to ride this roller coaster. I wasn't. I wasn't even fat back then. <laughs> no, he was just. He was muscular. He was studly, Bubba. I, I, he was I'm just well like, developed. <laughs> well what's odd about it is so this that means this year will be the shortest rv trip next year boys next year will be the furthest because uh we, we would it would be byu or possibly texas tech no I mean, it's byu all the way i just thought of something actually um they may it may not you may just not flip-flop though every year so well, no. you're, you're definitely probably not going to flip flop every year 
also with Texas and Oklahoma leaving after this year, the schedules are going to get all screwed up again next year. No, hold on. Asbury, I literally just read a story today that they tried to leave this year and Fox refused and ESPN or whoever refused. And they're stuck like in 2024 as well. They're not leaving to 2025. They tried to get out this year. I'll send the article, but I'm pretty sure they'll be stuck next year too. I thought they already announced for next year. I thought they did too. I don't know. Let me find the article because I swear to God I read it. It was something Heartland Sports or something like that. Hmm. Well, if anybody's wondering if we end up going to BYU next year, going to BYU next year, it is 27 hours. From and we will Buffalo, make that trip. That's a that's going to be a heck of a trip. But, man, can you imagine driving an RV literally basically across country? It'll be fun. Do we stop by Colorado on the way there? We can. No, you, you go north of it. There's a north route and a south route. I think we no. need to go the south route. I just made that up. Yeah, south route, you're talking – you're going like 35 hours. You yeah. think – I mean, do you the, think Dale can get to Utah? I mean, I don't just know. tell him, just drive toward the Pacific Ocean. It, it, it's really – honestly, it, it's just straight. He uh, can he can matter. get there if I'm navigating him and not your ass because you dry, you rattle that man and let's just, oh, no. let's just tell this story. It's not only that you rattle him; your mother also does too. I mean, the poor guy tries to do a nice thing, go pick up a cake for your sister's birthday, and he comes back. <laughs> he comes back. Your sister's turning fifty, and he comes back with a bluey cake because he's just trying to do the right thing. <laughs> Dale Print yeah. is a saint. So, story goes, <laughs> he's been retired for like four weeks now, and he's bored out of his mind. He's still waking up like three, four in the morning. Oh, God. And so, yes, my sister was turning 50. Mom ordered her a big fancy cake at Spring Hill Bakery, which they know her personally because she's in there so much. And so, dad just wakes up. This is way out of character for him to do something like this, but he's thinking, I'm so bored. I think I'll go get that cake and do a good deed. So, he goes in. He gives them their name. They open the box, show him the case. He nods and pays. Now, keep in mind, he pays because my mom had already paid. And so he gets home, and he, t- he tells my mom, he goes, I picked that cake up. He goes, it looked a little kiddish to me. <laughs> and she goes, like, are you effing kidding me? This is effing toddler's cake. <laughs> oh, God. And so the funniest part is a Apparently, she told me that he was with her when she ordered the cake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there when she ordered the cake. And, I mean, <laughs> if you've seen a picture of the cake, even if you couldn't see the bluey stuff, <laughs> the one she got is like a three, two or three-tiered roses all over it. I mean, it's, um, it's not even remotely the same color. <laughs> and then this is the funny thing. With, this, is, this is dad. This is him. He goes, I mean, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. We said, how is it not your fault? He's like, well, I didn't know what she ordered. <laughs> you think she ordered a blue cake? <laughs> so when my mom went back, they obviously, first of all, keep in mind, she'd already paid. So he gets a blue cake, then he pays. Some poor kid didn't get his blue cake that day. And then she goes and takes it back. Well, of course, they can't, you know, they can't take it back in the store when you've had a home. So I guess my little cousins got a blue cake out of this like, <laughs> randomly. They were like, cool. And then I see, just totally random, I see, 
I don't even know what Bluey is, but I see that there's going like Bluey in concert in Charleston. So I texted Adam like, "Hey, can you get us tickets to this?" <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I'll see what I can do." <laughs> Dale can oh, get us there. Man. I'll be his co-pilot. We'll make it to BYU in twenty. That'll be twenty twenty-four. Oh, good grief! I mean, my mom posted on Facebook, and I had people texting me, literally saying, "I can't catch my breath." I'm <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was hard. I mean, it was hard not to. I mean, it was just one of those stories that you just have to know Dale to appreciate it even more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. gosh, it was a good one. <laughs> Boys and girls, I think we should wrap up with a tribute to uh, Bubba's wife's favorite QB of all time. That she never because, got to see in person. That she never got to see in person because apparently. Mm-hmm. It does look true this time that Tom Brady uh, has is officially hung it up. So, by the way, did y'all see the video he did? The little tiny video that he posted. It was just him? on the beach, right? Yeah, on the beach. But I, what struck me was his forehead is getting like Peyton Manning's. Is this just something with the helmets and they wear? <laughs> it was so. Big. I just think he's had so much plastic surgery to keep that stuff uh, tight. That it just stretched his forehead out. Maybe, maybe so. Well, I thought we would do our top five quarterbacks. Uh, we'll do a snake draft. We can hold off on that, but uh, I, I think we do. Let's rank our top five quarterbacks. You can go back as far as you want. Obviously, I'm not. I don't plan on ranking anyone I didn't see. So it's really just our lifetime. But uh, you guys up for doing a little top five QBs? Yep. Okay, and we'll go five, five to one. We'll go around the horn. If you want to do them all, let's just do five all at once, four all at once. That way, that cool. Oh man, I don't know if I have mine in order yet, but yeah. Hold on, I'm I'm getting mine right now. No, oh, jeez. Top five. Oh frick. Where I can just do all my top five while y'all get ready. No, you know, we can do it. We can do it like okay. that. All right. Well, I'll, I'll I've got mine. Um, I'll start with five and I'm going to go Dan Marino. And I think when you think of a traditional quarterback, just a drop back passer, I don't know that there was anyone better. And I hate to say it because he was a pit guy, but just arm strength, you know, he was uh, just all the yards, all the stats. He he owns all the stats and yards except for his, his Super Bowl. But he went to Super Bowl. Was his rookie year or like a year after? It was his rookie year and never yeah. made it back. Yeah, because he, he said – he goes, I just assumed we were going to like 10 Super Bowls. He never made it back. Um, he, he just got – he never – maybe worse than Aaron Rodgers. He just never got any help down there. I mean, I couldn't name three or four Dolphins receivers his whole career. I don't know if y'all can or not. So, yeah, he has some bad teams. I feel teams. like they continuously lost to the Bills in the 90s. Yeah, in the, the playoffs. Bills. Yeah, yeah, the Bills, uh, my Broncos. But anyways, I'll go Marino five. All right, I'll go next. And I, here's my whole. Uh, I'm basing this on if it's the Super Bowl, who would I want to start the game for me? Okay, that's how I'm doing it. All right, and my okay. number five right now, and I know it's a hot topic, recent pick. Patrick Mahomes. I would want that guy. I, he's my number five. Patrick Mahomes. Armstrong. Oh, yeah. I would take I was, him. 
He's going to be one of the all-time greatest guys. He's been to five straight AFC championships. You've got him in your top five ever right now. Bro. Absolutely. Yeah. Patrick no. I was I was debating on putting him at five or four, but I was going to go with five as well. He he, I I was looking at stats and listening to all kinds of crap about him the other day, a podcast, and they were talking about him. So in his first five years, he's already hit Hall of Fame numbers and everything he's achieved. And and that's with him. I think his wife is a cover. I mean, I do think he's a homosexual. And I don't care yeah. about that. No, um, I agree. His, I, definitely his. His wife's annoying, his brother, all that stuff on the field. If I he's my one of my top five, I would say I want him to start the Super Bowl. I have one game to win. I would pick him to go win that game for me. My number five. And I I'll agree with that, number five. But um and I'm just saying as of now, I think there's uh potential that he'll climb up that list for me. Yeah, I mean he could. I don't have him that high yet, but I'll I'll tell you this. We didn't really we don't get in NFL stuff. They they didn't deserve to win that game against the Bengals. No. I mean, they. I mean, I, I really. I'm not a Bengals fan. And it got to the point where I was like, okay, this is either this is rigged or it, they're flat out cheating the Bengals at this point. Yeah, we all were saying that during the game. I mean, it was pretty clear that some of those calls were just atrocious, guys. That was that was one of the top, I guess, tweeted items or whatever. The top list, most trending items or whatever, was NFL being rigged. Yeah, well, yeah, and then we, we, we can do a whole show on that. Yeah. Aaron Foster came out and said, we got a script. I, I mean, people are thinking, this, I don't know if it's a joke or not. He he wasn't joking. He said, every uh, training camp, we got a script about the season. I mean, it can't be real, but it's been hilarious on Twitter. People oh, the, the, the tweets with yeah. the different uh, you know, gifts of uh, people smiling or whatever, making yeah, jokes. It it's says hilarious. Like every time it, it would do examples of like people when they got their script and like whatever you're like, they said when Alex Smith got his script <laughs> the year he had to take the, his leg up basically yeah. mangled and stuff. Well, like there that. was one for, there was one for Jason Pierre, Paul. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <sir. laughs> this is a guy staring at his hands. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm surprised that y'all got my homes already that out because personally I would take Burrow over him right now, but I mean, that's just me. But, all right. Anyways, yes. So I'm, I, yeah, I'm not taking anybody who's actually currently playing right now, just for that purpose. I think they will get there. I think there's a couple that will, but I'm not going to do that. I'm also at no chance I'm ever picking a pit player or anybody who played for the Steelers. So <laughs> my my number five is going to be Brett Favre, the Gunslinger. Mm. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's hard to really go against him purely as a player, but. Uh... He was, yeah, he could sling it in a lot of interceptions, but that's, <laughs> that, was, hey. that was my number four pick, Brett Favre. So you're number four, uh, Favre, Brett, okay. Brett. And I, I'm keeping it mainly to players that I remember either as a kid or, you know, up until now. So, okay. That was well, my four, since Bubba did his four, so I, my four is uh, Elway. My two, man. Mine too. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little biased there. I mean, I'm a Bronco fan. I have been uh, since like I was six, and pretty much all Elway's years. Um, now he doesn't necessarily have the stats a lot of these quarterbacks do the all times. He up until a couple of years ago, a few well, probably probably ten years ago now, he had the most uh, comebacks. Or I guess fourth quarter comeback under two minute, and he was just man. He was just gritty. He would 
he would run before it was like cool to run. He would take off running and things like that. Plus, he was also a baseball guy, so I'm kind of biased there. So that's my Elway of four. Mine too. I just remember him. This is a true story. When he started to, uh, I was a kid, and you could, I mean, this is going to date us for our listeners. I just liked the way he played. I wrote a letter to his fan club. He, they sent me a card back and all kinds of crap, man. Really? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Wow. Probably somewhere in Polka. My mom and dad's pack rats. I'm sure it's there. But, yeah, um, I just remember those Super Bowls. That's when I started, you know, to really like the NFL and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, I'm, John Elway was always one of my favorites. Yeah. Asbury, what's your number four? My number four is just because I kind of want to be a jerk and I never really liked him that much, but he's got to be in the top five. It's Tom Brady. No, you, cool. you have Tom Brady at number four. Oh my I do, just because I don't really like him that much. And I'm not going to put him in the top three. Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I, mean, I, know I mean, your, your top five is irrelevant now. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, as That's... soon as you say Tom Brady's a top four co- in your number four, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. It's obvious who uh, Asbury's number one player he loved is going to be his number one anyway. So, but you anyways. We'll go to three, and that is where I have slotted Peyton Manning. Um, probably could have been two, but uh, again, a little bass because, I mean, I didn't really like him or dislike him when he was with the Colts. Then he came to the Broncos. I will say one in the Super Bowl, although he was hurt and trashed toward the end of that year. But the, the couple years prior where we didn't win the Super Bowl, my Lord, his stats were incredible. And I don't think of any quarterback, and that includes Tom Brady, no one was more a student of the game than, than Peyton Manning. He just didn't – he didn't have the arm strength, obviously, as some of these other ones, through through the most quackers you'll ever see. My – so your number three is Peyton? Yep. My number three is Joe Montana. <laughs> yep. Joe Montana is my number three, boys. Uh, just, as we're uh, disgusted right now. I am. Um. <laughs> well, I just remember watching when I was really young. I mean, uh, I, that was my first memories of, like, Super Bowls and stuff like that when he was playing, but I was super young. But, yeah, Joe Montana is my number three. Okay. Bubba? Um, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. Are you freaking – you talk about Asbury being irrelevant. He's the most overrated quarterback in the history of quarterbacks. You're crazy. No, I'm not. He can't win. <laughs> Nuts. Well, I, the only thing I don't think he's a top five, but I will back up Bubba and saying that he was never given that much help they, at he, all. They've never even draw, drafted a top, a first round wide receiver for him or anything, right? No, I mean, he's wide still, receiver or or tight end. He's still dropping yeah. dimes though. I mean, he's still making crazy, insane. Oh yeah, like putting balls. And, and, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> and he's and he's had awful lines as, as well. Yeah, a lot of his years. You you put you put freaking uh, Rogers in New England, and he's doing similar to what Tom did. Here's my thing, and I do think his arm talent is great. And ever since he's done the weekly spot on uh, Pat McAfee, I've liked him more. I think ES, it's one of those, like, Tim Tebow effects when you hear all these guys on ESPN saying he's the greatest ever. I don't think he's the greatest ever, and that's what they've always said. He's the best quarterback. He's the greatest ever to do it, arm talent. But I don't see that. But he is a good I, – I don't mean that. I, he's just not in my top five. 
Yeah, I agree. Who you got three, okay. Asbury? Okay, so I'm going to change my three. Because oh, I'm going to meet with Bubba here. I'm going to put Aaron Rodgers at three. Jesus Christ. He wasn't even in my top five You we guys, started talking. You I'm guys like, are some bitches. I, I like that. Wow. And I like that uh, when skinny Asbury's around, he kind of looks like him. Well, that, that, that guy's long gone. Long gone. That was pre-COVID. Yeah, there was a couple years, though. Asbury really did look like Aaron Rodgers. And hey. I guess that, one, that year in Nashville was the best. Yeah, that year uh, it was ended up being just me, Asbury, and Dad on a whole entire trip to Texas on the RV, and we came back through Nashville, and we didn't really know, but the Packers had just played the uh, uh, Titan, Titans. Titans, and we went to a Brazilian steakhouse, which was kind of <laughs> upscale. You should have saw the people staring at Asbury. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, but uh, oh, God. Right, number two, my number two, and I just I did not, I never liked him at all because I don't know why. I just I didn't like him, and but I think he was uh, Joe Montana. I think he was Tom Brady before Tom Brady because I never I never really saw anybody that was like so calm in the pocket and everything, and I just hated it. I mean, literally. Before social media, if, if he had been around social media, every time there was like a middle of the clock, you're like, well, you're screwed. Montana's yeah. in there. So, got him a two. Uh, my number two, I like that number two, but he was my number three. My number two is Peyton. I want Peyton. Okay. If it's a Super Bowl, I'll take Peyton. Okay. I agree with that. That's where I was uh, laying in Peyton at number two. Yep. I had Peyton at number two as well. Yeah, look at y'all. So we're three of us are going to agree on number one here with Asbury being the difference, but yeah, my number one. I mean, yeah, I've got Brady. I mean, Brady, Brady. I I mean, there's so much you can say. He's he's just incredible. And the thing is, he's just not as incredible as Joe Montana. Well, yeah, yeah. He wasn't even (laughs) he wasn't even bad this year. Like that's what the bad thing was at forty. What is he? Forty three. No, he's going to be 45. He's 44 or 45 already. Already. And, like, well, Bubba's saying, like, put A. Rogers in New England, but it's not like he had Randy Moss the one or a couple years, but he didn't didn't have outstanding guys. I mean, Joe Montana had Jerry Rice. Like, he always had a good tight end and a good little speedster. And we know how you feel about a good tight end and a good speedster. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) When you combine the two of those, it's over. It is quickly, over. very quickly. It is so my, over. My, and this is where and Brent have have uh, Brady, obviously, and yeah. uh, Asbury has Montana. Anything you want to say about your boy Asbury? Uh, just that, not just him, but a lot of these other quarterbacks. It, this is where it gets so hard. It's no different than trying to do different eras of baseball and stuff like that. I would love to see some of these quarterbacks that were from when we were young playing in this era where they can't get hit sure. where they have so much more freedom what the, how much longer they could have played what kind of talent they could have had around them um I mean, being able to throw the ball without really worrying about getting hit even on um, quarterbacks that just retired in the last five years the beginning of their careers like drew Brees and i mean they got beat to hell yeah, yeah. Brees, roethlisberger yeah. um you know, a lot of those guys just got – I mean, it was open season. 
you watch some of those old films and you you see like Steve Young let let go of a throw and like three seconds after the ball's caught he gets hammered. True. <laughs> so hold on. Now let's do honorable mention. There's two guys that I remember when I was a kid that I, that made me love watching football more than any other quarterbacks. So this has nothing to do with my top five. Two guys, Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, baby. I'm talking about Randall Cunningham yep. when he played for the freaking Eagles, running around, just chucking that ball. I mean, I just – those two guys are two guys that really, when I started to love to watch football when I was probably six because I used to watch Sports Center all the time, those two guys were the guys that made me love watching – football in general like at the quarterback position yeah I, yeah i would probably agree with both of those as honorable mention uh i was gonna say my wife in the background just said this uh steve young gotta be an honorable mention i so mean steve young the, was not steve young was my number three until i switched him out for aaron Rodgers. yeah i mean what's the odds of <laughs> one of the greatest ever sliding out kind of like brett Favre and Rogers, I mean, steve young slides in and just you know, wins a couple Super Bowls. I had Steve Young at five originally, that but then I thought nah, I'm gonna put Patrick Mahomes there. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else is honorable mention? You said Warren Moon, and I gotta say uh, Drew Briggs probably. I mean, considering he was so small for a quarterback, and just stat wise, he's got he's got almost all the stats wrapped up yardage wise and things. Anybody else? No, I, I, he wasn't bad. I mean, he had a lot of yards. You yeah, know, I mean, Troy Aikman, maybe. Yeah. I mean, his team was so good. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, honestly, Mike I Vick. hate the Steelers. Can't stand them. But Big Ben was. I mean, come on, man. He was. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Now I saw. I'm. I'm dating myself, but Jim Kelly was incredible. That's a little bit before some of y'all's time, but probably. No, I remember J- the Jim Kelly, buddy. Come well, on. I mean, Bubba's probably still on the teeth, as you said. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many? He was the. I mean, he was the quarterback th- from that whole Super Bowl run, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many? How many Super Bowl rings would he have if they had a kicker to kick straight? <laughs> well, that was only one. The rest, of the, their first one, yes, uh, was the kicker. But the the next three, they got trounced. That's true. <laughs> they got absolutely trounced, but. uh and I would put what you know, my own mentor, I'd have to say Aaron Rodgers is up there. Y'all y'all named him. Brett Favre, some of y'all. Somebody named him, right? Asbury. I put him at five, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh who else? Um yeah, that's that's about all I can think of when talk. Me too. Anybody else? No, that's about it for me. Okay. Well, I feel- he's not one of the best ever, but the fact that he did what he did so late in his career, Kurt Warner, what he did was amazing there for a few years. He did it twice. If you think about it, I mean, he he was awesome. Then he was gone and then resurrected again at the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. We should should, uh, do a top five greatest backup quarterbacks at some point. I mean, not tonight, but... Well, here's another here's another thing. I, I, somebody brought this up, considering Brady just retired. If they against the Raiders that first year, if they decide to call that a fumble in that snow, yep. I mean, that may be it. I mean, Drew Bledsoe might get his job back, <laughs> and then who knows? 
his training story may not may not go anywhere because I mean his stats weren't incredible that first year. It's not like he was, you know, better than anybody else necessarily. But who knows? Very true. All right, boys and girls. Well, let's see if we can get a couple wins under our belt before next week. Should be nice. I'm not hopeful, but we'll see. Better win the next two. Yep. Yeah. I gotta get out of this bath, boys. Are you pruning? Like this got, You gotta be a prune right now. Yeah, probably. Can y'all hear the? There you go. Mm. <laughs> bath time, baby. Rubber ducky. I'll, I'll be over in uh, forty-five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you go tie him off. Go Mountaineers. Let's go.